portal here. We're here to stay. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Thursday, kicking off right now, first day of February. That means it's time for Daniel Shirley, our good friend over at theathletic.com, senior editor, joins us live here each and every Thursday to talk a variety of topics. I'm very much looking forward to having Daniel on this morning. Hey, Daniel, how have you been? I'm, I'm good. hope you guys are as well. Yeah, we all survived that long, long year of January. Uh, that, that month, <laughs> it felt like it was never going to come to an end. Uh, brighter, better days are ahead now. Um, you excited about the sports calendar as we enter February? We've got Super Bowl in a couple weeks. Uh, college basketball is really becoming more on the forefront. Uh, March Madness is right around the corner. Uh, how excited are you right now? Well, I mean, I'm really excited about the Super Bowl. I don't, you know, as a 49ers fan, I can't wait for for that to get here. But yeah, I mean, I love March Madness. I love conference tournaments <clears throat> brad I, I you know i love college football but there is nothing better for me than to sit in a an arena for for four college basketball tournament games back to back to back to back i just i love everything about it uh, i used to go cover the socon tournament and and you know love sitting there and watching basketball all day so uh, I, you know and then the masters will be here before we know it as well so yeah it's it's a cool time of the year if you're a sports fan, because there's just so much going on, pitchers and bait and catchers report in a couple of weeks as well. So it's if you if you can keep up with all of it, it it's a really fun time of year. Absolutely, and we get a coaching carousel. Uh, Boston College head coach Jeff Halfley leaving the ACC and heading to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, was this move surprising to you and what kind of what does it say or does it say anything other than Green Bay is a really good place to go coach football yeah it it did surprise me because I thought we were done right I mean this late in the game it's hard to to be looking for a coach and again and this will be a trickle down to other positions because now there's got to be a coaching staff filled and there's going to be other hires and moves as well I mean it just feels like this late is is really going to put Boston College in a bind for this recruiting cycle. You know, now now the 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 Boston College players can get in the portal for thirty days too, and you know at some point, Brad, you got to start having spring practice, and you've got to start actually working toward next season. I wonder if they if there might be somebody on their staff who they would promote, uh, but if not, well then okay was. Well, you know, there's some names out there. I mean, that that you see, you see them on our site. We've had a couple of stories about them last night. But if if you know, let's say Jason Candle at Toledo gets hired, well, then there's another opening, and then somebody else has to get hired. And you know, at some point, you've got to, it's got to stop for this cycle, so you can start getting ready for the season. But uh, you know, as far as what it says, I, I think it just says, look, the Packers are ascending. And and I think you saw that in the playoffs with Jordan Love, how he played. Uh, they've got a lot of young talent on their team. I think it's just a really attractive job. You know, there might be some some of the hey, I don't want to deal with all this stuff in college football thoughts with this, and and you know maybe that played into uh, Jeff's decision here. But you know, I hope that's not the case because I, I I think that some of that 
is overblown. I mean, yeah, college football and, and college sports in general right now are, are a mess. But eventually it's going to get figured out and some of this stuff will calm down uh, and, and they can just start focusing on, you know, doing the job again. But I think mostly I would believe that this is just a really good job in the NFL. And there's only 32 of them, right? And if he wants to be a head coach in the NFL, maybe that's his 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 goal here. It'll be a lot easier to get that job as the D.C. from the Packers than it would be from, you know, Boston College head coach. Daniel Shirley joining us live here today. Uh, what do you think Boston College is going to do? It's an ACC team, so we – we pay yeah. very close attention. Uh, what do you make of, of their future? Well, there's a coach that just left a team in Boston who could be available in, in uh, Bill Belichick <laughs> if he wants to drop down uh, yeah. to college football. Be the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Yes, I would love that. I would love everything about it. But, I mean, you're seeing some of the names. I mean, there's been some talk of Bill O'Brien. Uh, you know, he just got the job at Ohio State as the offense coordinator. But, I don't know that that one makes sense. I think what they should do is go find, you know, somebody with some ties to the region who's a young, energetic, you know, coach who's going to put some put some fire into that program. Not that Jeff didn't. I think Jeff did a good job at Boston College. He went to bowl games a couple of times there, and and I think that's kind of the the ceiling, right? I mean, I don't think you can win national titles at Boston College. I don't think you can probably consistently win the ACC title at Boston College. I mean, we've seen them be in the hunt before when Matt Ryan was there, but I I think if you can win eight, nine games every year uh, and and do that at Boston College, you'll probably satisfy the fan base. Brad, we know that that the Northeast, it's a lot different than it is where we live, right? the, the focus there is the proteins. And, you know, especially in Boston, where is Boston College in the in the ranking? You know, it's they're not above the Patriots or the Celtics or the Bruins or the, you know, the Red Sox. So where are they? You know, so I think if you just do a good job, a good solid job there, uh, I think people would be okay with that. And I think that's kind of the, the ceiling is, you know, eight, nine wins, maybe win 10, uh, you know, sometime and, and go to a bowl game every year. And I think people would be, be okay with that. Yeah, I think I think that's about the ceiling. And there's a lot of uncertainty now in the ACC, of course, with Florida State trying to yeah. leave the league and all that. Um, there's also the uncertainty of just college football in general. And I, I don't think this plays the biggest role. I think it's a role of how hard it is now to manage rosters and deal with NIL and deal with portal and convincing players to stay and all that goes into it. Uh, So that's certainly something that I know is on the forefront of a lot of people's minds, but I I think it's just the Green Bay Packers and they came calling. It's a better job. That all being said, we've seen now NIL become uh, something that's going to get settled in the court of law, uh, at least from a federal standpoint, as Tennessee and Virginia, the states, not the universities, are filing have filed a lawsuit uh what did you make of this story and how perilous things now feel for the ncaa oh well i mean you've got about two hours we could talk about <laughs> it i think i don't think you want me to do the whole rest of the show but no i look I, Stuart mandel answered this this morning uh on our website in, in a in a mailbag that he had with a question from a of a, of a reader is how is 
this stuff illegal if, quote, everybody's doing it. And, look, if you don't think everybody's doing it, you're just not paying attention. Uh, you know, I mean, everybody's doing some version of it. Now, some are more blatant and, and brazen about it, and that's always been the case. Brad, that was the case in the 80s. It was the case in the 90s, and it's the case now with NIL. So, but, yeah, I, I think that it is perilous. I think that's the right word is, you know, what's next? And how can the NCAA uh, really punish anybody when they've kind of opened the spigots to all this stuff? And the new NCAA president just said a few months ago or last month, it feels like two years ago, that he wants to have a separate, uh, you know, part of the NCAA for teams that, and schools that want to pay players. So if he's okay with that and he's proposing that, then how can you punish teams that are doing it? Now, the opposite of that is, well, those aren't the rules yet. And there, there are rules in place. They are on the books. But what happens if that goes into a court of law is, is going to be the big storyline. You know, look, I have no idea. People are a lot smarter than me are going to be debating all that. I, I just... You know, I just want to get to the other side of it, right? I mean, I think there is another side. We, There is a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, you just hope it's not the train that's going to run over us. It's the light at the end, at the end of the tunnel. But I, I think once we get all this stuff figured out and there are some regulations and there are some rules in place that people will abide by, it'll be okay. It's just we've got to get through all this mess to get to that point. Oh, yeah, and how long that lasts um, is, exactly. is, is the biggest problem with that. At least in, in terms of our listening audience, I can assure you they're they're ready. Yeah. They're they're not they're not anxious to see how long we kind of go through the wild wild west and the wasteland of some of this uh, before change really occurs. Six uh, before we, before we wrap up things with you with you, Daniel. I, I got a couple of things I want to hit on the Super Bowl uh, coming up on February 11th. You've got the San Francisco 49ers, your 49ers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, congratulations on making the Super Bowl. Do you think we're going to get an epic game? Uh, do you Can you sympathize with folks who aren't really thrilled to see a game we just saw a few years ago? Uh, what, what do you make of this matchup? Well, I mean, again, I, I think I told you this last week, the 49ers are going to win 100 to nothing. I, I, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's not. going to even be close. Probably not. I wasn't right on that, but they did win. So, no, I look, I, I get why... I mean, I'm as exhausted with the Chiefs as anybody. And it has nothing to do with Taylor Swift. I'm exhausted with the Chiefs. Uh, so, um, but no, I, I get why people uh, are, you know, want to see the Ravens in it. Oh, and the Lions. Oh, my gosh, what a story the Lions would have been uh, if they could have gotten to the Super Bowl. I, I, you know, I would have, you know, yeah, I want the 49ers to win. But if the, if the Lions and the Ravens were playing in the Super Bowl, I would, I would be over the moon to watch that because it would be just storyline after storyline after storyline. But, you know, I, I think we are going to get a good game. I, I think both teams are, are really talented. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs, you have to beat the Chiefs. You have to. You can't. You, they're not going to beat themselves. They've got that championship culture. They've got that championship mentality. It starts with with Andy Reid, and, and, and now he has the right quarterback in place. Yeah, how many times did he get so close in Philadelphia, right? And they just couldn't get over the hump. And 
now they're over that hump, and and he's got everything you need to win it again. So, but I, you know, I like the 49ers' chances. I think they've got enough on offense, and and they'll do enough on defense to to keep it close. And I think we're going to have a really, really good game. All right, Daniel. Clemson basketball is uh, coming off. They had a tough, brutal loss to Duke. They were able to find a way to hold off Louisville late. Uh, they're still a, they're an NCAA tournament team. I mean, plain and simple, right now. Start tournament day, they are an NCAA tournament team. But it does feel like there's much more concerns going into February than there were going into January. Where are you right now on this basketball team and what they need to do to maybe correct some of their mistakes? Well, they better find a way to be able to shoot the ball in home games. I mean, they've been terrible in the ACC. They, have they played a good home game in conference play? I don't think so. I mean, even the ones they've won, the Boston College game, Boston College was shorthanded. They were missing several players. The game the other night was as ugly a win as you're going to see uh, in college basketball. I, I just I don't know what was going on with that team. Uh, and I know that the Duke loss was tough to get over, but you've got to bounce back and be ready to play. And, Brad, look, the ACC is as bad as it's ever been in my lifetime. Okay, I, I just if, if people can't see that, I don't know how to explain that to them other than go back and watch the ACC what it was and watch it and watch it now. It's terrible compared to what it was. And Louisville is as bad an offensive ACC team as I've ever seen. And Clemson couldn't put them away. And it's just the the lack of focus in that game was startling to see from a team that. I wanted to see a team that came out and played angry after what happened to them Saturday because they got that game taken away from them. And I don't even mean just the last play. I mean, just throughout the game, the calls that went against Clemson in that game were laughable. But, you know, I wanted to see a team that came out ready to go and was going to use that as motivation, and I didn't see that. And that's what would concern me about them moving forward is is do they have that in them to okay we got we got jobbed at duke well let's use that to to carry us to something special and we didn't see that tuesday night will we see it saturday against virginia i i i hope so but i don't know that we will so that's going to be a big concern moving forward i look i think they have the talent to be an ncaa tournament team but do they have the focus defensively do they have the drive to, to be that kind of team? We'll find out. I think they're going to have to try to find some wins on the road at some point as well, but they better play better at home or they're going to be in some trouble. What's going on over at theathletic.com this week, Daniel? Well, it's not all just NIL. We've got a lot of NIL stuff going on, uh, but we've got tons of coverage, uh, everything you want covered. You know, signing day is coming up. The, the second signing day is coming up. So we'll have that covered as well. A lot on the coaching stuff. You know, we'll have all the coverage on Boston College. Uh, Bruce Feldman and Chris Benini have some stories that came up this last night and this morning about who the candidates might be up in Boston. So all of that covered up, and then and then we'll get ready for spring practice to start here pretty quick. Sounds good. Look forward to catching on with you next week. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us as always, and hope you have a good weekend. Have a great week, man. Appreciate it. Take care. Daniel Shirley from theathletic.com. When we come back, breaking news in the NFL, the Washington Commanders have a head coach. I'll tell you who it is after this. Hey, it's Toby from Wendy's. 
Picture a Baconator. The six strips of applewood smoked bacon, the hot and juicy beef, the pretzel bun. Wait, pretzel bun? A pretzel baconator. And it's only here for a limited time? And right now you can get $3 off mobile orders of $15 or more with the offer in the Wendy's app? This changes everything. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new pretzel baconator. Limited time only or participating U.S. Wendy's. $15 minimum required before taxes and fees. Account registration required. Harbin Lumber Company has been helping build dreams since 1917, proudly serving our local communities for over 100 years for all your building material needs. With spring around the corner, now is the time to think about a new deck or deck remodel or screened porch. Have it completed so you can enjoy the great outdoors. Visit HarbinLumber.com or call us at 706-356-4300 and let us show how we can help with your vision. That's 706-356-4300. This is Greg Elliott, The Prosperity Group. Are you retiring anytime soon? Are you concerned about the market volatility? What about all the banks that have gone under? Do you realize that now there's over 144 banks that could be having problems? Folks, is your cash safe in the bank? What are your options? Let me show you how we can protect your money, add money to your retirement account, create a pension-like income, and an inflation-friendly increasing income, and we'll help you with tax-free strategies. Call me at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. New year, new you. You've been thinking about it, I know, because I was there too. I thought about it for years and then I did it and within a few weeks, dropped some big pounds and I never looked back. Any time to start is a good time, but now is a great time to start something good and new. With the holidays in the rearview mirror at the start of 2024, there's no better time than now and only you can do it. Reach out to our friends, Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team at PhD Weight Loss. It all starts in the kitchen, and they'll get you dropping all your excess weight and keep it off for life. MyPhDWeightLoss.com When it's time to replace your roof, there are so many things to consider. From the type of roof you have to the many types and styles of shingles, Gillstrap Roofing understands how each part of a roofing system works together to give you a beautiful and watertight barrier. Don't trust the one thing that really protects your home to just anyone. Gillstrap Roofing has been covering the upstate for four generations. Proven, experienced roofers for your home or business. Gillstrap Roofing, 269-1232. Hi everybody, I'm Don Munson. Up next is your daily update on what's happening with Clemson Athletics. But first, this from Founders Federal Credit Union. Attention all basketball fans, are you ready to experience MVP treatment in banking? Look no further than Founders Federal Credit Union, where personalized service is the winning play. Don't settle for being just another number. Join Founders and receive the personalized attention you deserve, along with great rates, loans, for any reason, and a dynamic online experience. Visit one of their 41 convenient office locations, or visit foundersfcu.com to see if you qualify for membership. Relax, go Tigers! Federally insured by NCUA, membership qualification required, terms and conditions apply. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. For the first time this season, the Clemson women's track and field team is ranked in the top 25 in the indoor rankings, coming in at number 24. The Tigers have had an impressive indoor season so far. Multiple athletes have secured top 10 marks to place themselves on Clemson's all-time list and also have had nationally ranked finishes and performances as the Tigers are ranked within the top 50 in nine different events. Congratulations to Jeff Robbins, the uh, of the women's soccer program. The associate head coach has been named as one of the top assistant coaches in the nation by College Soccer News. Of course, last season, the women's team went all the way to the College Cup. That's the final four in women's soccer. And Robbins was certainly a big key into their success as the team won 18 times, reported 14 shutouts, and netted 56 goals. 
Also over on the men's soccer side, associate head coach Phil Jones has been named as a top assistant coach in the nation, also by College Soccer News, as um, finishing his 14th year at Clemson, his 15th working for head coach Mike Noonan. Uh, he, of course, helped Clemson to their fourth national title uh, in the 2023 season. So congratulations to Phil Jones. And certainly, as always, go Tigers. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Upstate's home for sports talk. It entertains me. I enjoy listening on the way home. 105.5 and 97.5 FM. We are The Roar. One, two, three. Back here live on the war, 11.26 a.m. Washington has their man. The commanders, who went through an ownership ownership change from Daniel Snyder to Josh Harris, uh, fired Ron Rivera at the end of the regular season. Well, before the regular season game was over, the office was already packed. I think we all know that. And now they've had their first hire under Harris in that new ownership group, and it is none other than Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator and former Atlanta Falcons head coach Dan Quinn. He gets the job in Washington. Hey, look at the something now that the press box has in common. Both of our NFL fates are put in the hands of fired Atlanta Falcons head football coaches. Yeah, but at least yours is on just on one side of the ball. Yeah, I still have Mike Tomlin, who doesn't have losing seasons, so that, that helps. Quinn, 43-42 and 42 as a head coach in the NFL uh, in Atlanta from 2015 to 2020. Uh, he went 8-8 his first year and then had great success, went 11-5 and five and lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl that we all remember, 28-3. Lost that game, uh, then went 10-6 and six his second year. Can you believe that 10-6 in 2017 was only good enough for third in the NFC South? How weird is that to say? Loss to the Eagles. Man, how times have changed in that division. Loss to the Eagles in the divisional round that year. And then the Wills started to fall off. 7-9 in 2018, 7-9 in 2019. Started 0-5 in the 2020 COVID year and was fired for that. Won three playoff games, lost two, including that Super Bowl to the Patriots. So he did have a playoff win the two years that he went. They had at least one. But at the end of the day, he just wasn't he just wasn't getting it done in Atlanta. Wills came apart. They really didn't want to continue the direction that he was taking them in. Uh, Quinn's a good good defensive coach, although he just got blasted by the Green Bay Packers. Let's not forget that. Okay, the last time we saw him coach a game was one of the, I mean, he gave up 48 points to the Green Bay Packers and a, essentially a rookie, and he's not a rookie in terms of his seasons in the league, but as a starting quarterback, first time he's ever been in a playoff atmosphere, and he hung 48 on the Dallas Cowboys. Don't forget, well, second, second, whatever, uh, week in the playoffs, but still, going on the road. That's the first week of the playoffs. Was it the first week? Yeah, it's wild card yeah. round. 
Cowboys right. don't make That's it out right. of that. Well, I was thinking past years when we used to do this. Yeah, first year, first week of the playoffs against a very young team. It was at Dallas, and they looked completely unprepared. Dallas did. I mean, that's the last time we saw him coach. I do have a question. Because it seemed like we talked a lot about this potential vacancy when Ron Rivera held the job and then throughout this whole cycle that we really felt that offense was going to be the move for the hire. There was a plan for a long, long time. Does it worry you that you traded Montez Sweat and are now hiring another defensive coach who was probably one of your best defensive players? I mean... No, they were never going to pay Montez Sweat. They were never going to pay him? They were never going to pay him. That was a salary dump move. Okay. And get out of having to worry about it. They were never going to pay him. Try to get some compensation for a guy they weren't going to keep long term. What bothers me about this hire the most is that it just feels like I'm looking in the mirror. Or the team is looking in the mirror. Because there's not really a lot of difference between him and Ron Rivera. There just isn't. You're not remember, new is always better. Uh, you always hire what you didn't have. You know, that's sort of the, the way that college basketball works, especially. Whatever you weren't good at, you hire somebody to come in to do that because you're just tired of being bad at that. Sure. And you hire a guy who's essentially Ron Rivera 2.0. Now, their philosophies and the way they got here and all that kind of stuff maybe is is different. What well, is different. But at the end of the day, there are two guys who were in the AFC or the NFC South who made it to a Super Bowl who flamed out in the end and got second chances. The retread hire. It's the ultimate retread hire, Dan Quinn. I wouldn't hire Dan Quinn in Seattle. I wouldn't hire Dan Quinn in New England. I wouldn't hire Dan Quinn in any job that was open. I just wouldn't have hired him as a head coach. Why is Washington making him the head coach? He said yes. <laughs> Bottom line. What was left? Because everybody else well, had I'm their Well, I'm glad coach. you bring up what was left. You know, Adam Schefter put out a tweet a little bit ago and discussing all of the uh, coaching candidates who did not get a job this cycle. Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, Aaron Glenn, Ben Johnson, Anthony Weaver, Eric Bieniemy, Aji Rivero, and Mike Kafka. All guys that we thought would probably land had a good chance at landing a head coaching spot. And, Brad, we came out here in these airways and said that Mike Vrabel would be snatched up within a matter of days if he got let out of Tennessee. And now, I mean, it's crazy to think that Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, and Mike Vrabel especially will not be coaching in the National Football League in the 2024 season. Wild. I don't know what the relationship was. I don't know what the effort was with any of those guys, whether it's Belichick or, or Vrabel. Now, they would all be, I know technically Belichick wasn't fired, but they all would have been. It would have been retread hires. Yes. Because By they, definition. Washington had their sights set on Ben Johnson. I think everything set up for Ben Johnson. I think Johnson's asking price was just too much for anybody to afford at this stage. And I give Ben Johnson credit for understanding his leverage and his place and knowing that he is happy in Detroit being the offensive coordinator. And do you think that maybe Harris wanted to set a tone, too, that, hey, we're not we're not going to look so desperate that we're willing to vastly overpay someone who's never been a head coach in this league and is 30-something years old? Is it vastly overpaying when we don't know what they're paying them? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we all, That's what I mean, but you wouldn't, have to, you wouldn't be selling that to the fan base that you overpaid for this guy. The fans wouldn't know. 
They just yeah, know they got yeah, their they guy. Would, they would know. They would know. Because the rumors and what were always going around about Ben Johnson and what he wanted. I don't I don't think they were factually incorrect. Now the exact numbers would have been who knows what, but I just think that Washington maybe didn't want to set that as the tone for their franchise. That they're willing to pay anybody and everybody, whatever it takes, financially, on something that really wasn't even proven with, with Ben Johnson. I think that's what it came down to. Plus, I think he really likes where he is, and he was only going to take, you had to pay at least this number to get him. Washington didn't want to come up with it. Good or bad, I don't know. But I don't think Quinn's the answer. The odds of that Washington's right back where they started three years from now is extremely high. Does this change your opinion on how Washington drafts? What do you mean? Do you entrust the number two overall pick that you possibly uh, spent on a quarterback with Dan Quinn, or would you use that on best player available or try to trade down, accrue more picks, and start trying to build things out, out elsewhere and then attack quarterback in a draft or two. I guess my question is, do you trust Dan Quinn with the development of a rookie quarterback? Well, not really. I I, I think the bigger question is, what does the front office want to do? Because th- this, is, this is not his decision. Dan Quinn will not be... He'll be consulted. He will not make the call on who they're drafting number two overall. So I think the question is, what... What is the front office? What are they really, really, really wanting here? Do it, I, I've said it before. I, I would prefer to get a deal like the Chicago Bears just got. I would love to get someone who's willing to, to move up and give me the world, essentially, for that pick. I'd rather have, I'd rather stockpile picks and be set up for the next three drafts Okay. than I would to draft a quarterback number two overall. I think that's the smarter play. But I do want to ask you this. In terms of quarterbacks in this draft, with your team picking their number two overall, I think there have been roughly six quarterbacks that I have seen in the very, very early part of the draft process have first-round mentions. I want to try to power rank these, Brad, if we can. sure. Caleb Williams. I'm listing these off in no particular order. All right. Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., Drake May, J.J. McCarthy. So we're ranking the, the I, for the record the freshman I, class quarterbacks. Where we sit here on February first, I don't think all six are first round quarterbacks. I don't think that there are six quarterbacks taken in the first round. But I do think that this is these are the six guys where the conversations are going to be framed around from at least now through the combine. Okay. Me personally, right. Yes, it's not what I what I, the the think tank is out. It's there. It's not what what do you think the Bears are going to do at one, and then Washington at two. If you were just power ranking the quarterbacks, those six going into the draft, I would have Kay Williams one. Okay, because I think the upside is just so so high. Is he, you know, I I, I don't know if you know you know if he's going to handle being, you know, the leader of a franchise. That's a question with every everybody, but there are, I understand the doubts on him to a certain degree, but I think from a physical standpoint, I'm not going to get a guy who can move like that, throw like that, and have that kind of size and beat teams with it because I, I still think the league is headed towards the secondary play is more important in a lot of instances than the, than the play that's called. 
on the field. So he yeah. can improvise. He can do those things. I'm not. I'm not comparing to Pat Mahomes or anything crazy like that. That's ridiculous. I don't. I don't do that kind of stuff. But I still feel like he would be my number one overall. You, as we sit here today, he would be number one overall for me as well. No, I have a lot of questions about Lincoln because I think there's. I'd like to dive into this a little bit more, maybe try to uncover it a bit, but I think there is a little bit when Lincoln-Riley quarterbacks get to the NFL that they almost have to unlearn some of the Lincoln-Riley scheme things and tweak their game into how the NFL is called and run. But still, if you are saying, I need a, I need a player who can create... Oh, it's, it's Caleb Williams. It's Caleb Williams. Oh, if, I, if I was the general manager of the Chicago Bears, that's that would be the card. That's the card I would turn in. You would trade Justin Fields and draft Caleb Yes, Williams. I would. All right. For several reasons. Number two, I think is very debatable. Because I think you can make a legitimate case for Drake May or Jaden Daniels at number two. Quarterback, ranking, not, not number two pick. Let's yeah, power clear. ranking quarterbacks. Could you make the case for Penix? I don't think that I am. Uh, I just I, I think the ceiling is higher, and I, I know that's a that's such a cliche uh, term. I know, but I think right now where it stands today, I'm not really in love with Drake May because you and I and many of our listeners have watched his career play out, and we watch what Mac Brown does with with quarterbacks, and they fade every year, and you got to wonder about. The competitiveness, you know, because it looks like North Carolina gives in a lot. I, I it, it seemed that way in Death Valley that they, afternoon. They give in. So I'm not as enamored with Drake May as some from a physical standpoint, the tools and, and, and the legs. The legs matter. They oh, they matter. definitely that, do. That's why I have Penix ranked lower than these guys because I'm just not going into. And I'm not saying he can't move at all, but I need someone who can who can really, really take something that's not there and turning it into a big play. And I, I, I need legs to do that at the NFL level. And I think, I think Daniels, Daniels is tough because I don't think we have a firm grasp on what kind of quarterback he can be. I think we still have to, to question some things that we saw. Competitiveness, it's there. He plays his tail off. Oh yeah, I, I worry at the at the next level though the way that he throws himself like a whirling dervish into you know bodies, he's going to have himself. he is going to have to learn how to run the ball differently at the next level. I mean, go. I, I think back to the play in the Ole Miss game where he just got blown up. Where in the Florida State game he's just jumping into piles of people. Yeah. Like he cannot do that stuff at the next level. Well, do you remember the knock on him was he, he throws everything short, everything short, 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 and then he, this year it wasn't. He was able to throw the ball down the field more. He's sort of passing every test. Every time somebody says he can't do something, he sort of does it. So I'm, I, I think I'm going Daniels too right now. I think I have a little more faith in Daniels than I do Drake May. It's not a ton because I understand the physical tools that May has. But I've, I've got Daniels number two, Drake May number three. You? I'm leaning that way right now. I, I would just love to be in one of those interview rooms at the Combine to sit down with Drake May. Like, man, Mac ain't going to hear this. Nobody in Chapel Hill is going to hear this. What in the world happened? And does... Yeah, I tell you what, let's dress on the other side. 654-ROAR, final segment after this. The Dream Center is more than a building. They serve those in need with a hand up instead of a hand out by empowering them 
to grow toward becoming healthy and self-sufficient through life skill classes, job training, mentorship, and a housing program called the Opportunity Village. Want to get involved? It's easy. Sign up to attend a volunteer orientation or on how you can serve with your school group, corporation, or individually, the Dream Center, where they encourage, educate, and empower. Learn more today at dreamcenterpc.org. An ultimate day of relaxation and rejuvenation from Lilia Day Spa in Anderson is the perfect gift for her on Valentine's Day. Year after year, they've been voted Anderson's premier spa, and their staff is ready to treat her mind, body, and spirit in a relaxing and private setting. Choose a sweet treat package or a Be Mine package, a sweetheart, or a Cupid's holiday package. Lilia Day Spa can create something special, or a gift certificate is ideal for Valentine's. Anderson's premier day spa, Lilia Day Spa, 116 Benson Street, downtown Anderson. Harbin Lumber Company has been helping build dreams since 1917, proudly serving our local communities for over 100 years for all your building material needs. With spring around the corner, now is the time to think about a new deck or deck remodel or screened porch. Have it completed so you can enjoy the great outdoors. Visit HarbinLumber.com or call us at 706-356-4300 and let us show how we can help with your vision. That's 706-356-4300. I'm Brandon Davis, owner of BCD Services in Pelzer. Do high energy bills have you thinking of replacing your old HVAC system? If your heating system is constantly requiring service, or if it's over 17 years old, you're probably thinking about replacement. This puts you in the position of deciding who you can trust with this important investment. Call the pros at BCD Services for a free estimate and breakdown of our install process, payment options, and performance guarantee. Schedule estimate today, 864-940-4804. Finding a dealership alternative just got easier. With three locations in Greenville, Cherrydale, and Anderson, First Class Halt is here to service your Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. With ASE certified technicians, state-of-the-art equipment, free shuttles, customer rewards program, and a limited lifetime warranty on parts and labor, we stand behind our work. So if you're looking for an independent service shop who treats you like a customer, not a number, look no further than firstclasshalt.com. And while you are there, take advantage of our new customer offer, First Class Halt, your dealership alternative. Do you have sagging, softer, bouncy floors in your home? Well, this could be a sign of rotten wood caused by moisture in your crawl space. Damaged wood in your crawl space can affect your home's foundation, and that can affect your home's value, and nobody wants that. Say goodbye to sagging floors and hello to a stable foundation. Contact Canty today for your free inspection at 864-641-0176 or visit CantyCanFixIt.com. New year, new you. I know you've been thinking about it because I was there too. I thought about it many years. And then I did it, dropped big pounds, and never looked back. Look, any time's a good time to start something good and something new. But now, with the holidays in the rearview mirror, now's the time to start PhD. If dropping weight's on your mind, just for a second, forget exercise. We know it's great for a million reasons. But instead, call PhD because it starts in the kitchen. Drop that weight. Keep it off for life. Now's the time. Go to the website, myphdweightloss.com. Hey, I'm Chelsea, and a little thing I like about the Chick-fil-A Spicy Deluxe Sandwich is I think it's just a perfect combination of ingredients, the pepper jack cheese and the spiciness of the sandwich. It's the right type of spice and the right amount of spice. It's crunchy on the outside, but then really tender on the inside. And then obviously the pickles on the bottom are iconic. 
There are too many things I like about it. I don't know if I can finish the thought. Bring on the spice and order the Chick-fil-A Spicy Deluxe Sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real guests paid for their testimonial. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Go to hymns.com slash joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100% online. To start your free online visit, go to hims.com/joy. That's h i m s.com/joy. What teams and situations concern you in sports? Yeah, yeah, I am concerned. You know, I'm concerned, but you know, we didn't get it done tonight. Um, and that's my level of concern. It- Tune in Wednesday on the Press Box to see if your problems make the Concerno meter. Weekdays from 9 until noon, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. The final segment here on a Thursday coming up tomorrow. Not really a football Friday. We'll do the best we can with it, though. Let's see what we can pull off, John. I, I think we'll be able to do that. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about Boston College today. I just want to remind you that tonight, 645 pregame with a 7 o'clock tip. The Boston College Lady Eagles coming down to Little John Coliseum to take on Amanda Butler and the Tigers. Be sure to stay tuned all day long at the Roar. Quack will have a great game for you. After a great three hours of radio, he'll do from 12 to 3 without a bounce. Yeah. Brad, you look you look pretty upset right now I'm about this about this Dan Quinn hire. I'm not. I'm not I'm, I, I mean, disappointment is, is just the common theme with this organization, so it's not that. I just wanted something to get excited about, something to feel like it was going to be any different again new is always better sure is there feel new is there anything that dan quinn can do from a staff standpoint that would maybe give you that is there you know some of these names that did not land head coaching jobs that are the coordinators are there any ocs or dcs that you would like to see him bring on defensive coordinator bill belichick (laughs) okay (laughs) no uh i know no, I mean, because the, the, the hot coordinators, the big OC guys that didn't get jobs, they're all staying where they're at for, you know, reasons. Right. So, I, you know, do I think do I think Quinn wants to run? He doesn't want to run a Stone Age offense. He'll he'll try to get some coordinators that, you know, have done some similar things. He's probably been around in Dallas. And, I mean, Atlanta didn't have horrific offenses. He Their defense was a problem in Atlanta, and he was a defensive guy. That's why he got fired. So he, I don't know. There's, there's nothing right now that excites me about this Dan Quinn experience because I, I know, I know it's going to be right back to square one three years from now. I know that. I know that's where it's headed. That's what makes me least excited. Are you excited for any of the other quarterbacks in the draft? So far, we both agree. We're both on the same page. Caleb Williams is number one. Yes. Is there some trepidation with Caleb Williams though? To you? Yes, there is. What is that? It's. Was the off-script stuff off-script, or did he just choose to ignore the script and just do his own thing? You know, I worry about that, you know, we we talk about how it's for the last couple of years, it's been no doubt 
Williams and May 1-2 in this upcoming draft, and we're ranking these quarterbacks. But, Brad, between the two of them, all they ever sniffed was one division title. Yeah, that's very true. I know I know. Alex Grinch catches a lot of the blame at SC, and the defense was bad. You went 7-5. and five. Isn't that crazy? What, the North went 8-4? and four? I... Well... Do you think there's a lot of drama around Caleb Williams? If you bring I him don't in, know. Is and, gonna, and that's it, something that I don't I, I want to figure out in this draft process because we got a text here um talking about how he's demanding partial ownership of teams that like we saw a lot of those things circulate on Twitter during the football season, but I've never seen a real substantial report of what he's what his demands are from an NFL franchise. Yeah. I also what what's worrying people is is he another Kyler Murray? You know, does will he take it seriously enough and all that kind of stuff? I, or is he about business and you know branding and all that? Is that going to be put ahead of winning? And this is what we do because of people who have come through the league in past years. Tom Brady couldn't give a rat's behind about branding. Did not really care. He had the TB12 and all that, but it was it was winning, 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 winning all the time every day. That never got cut off. Right. Right. He had some other interests, but those were on the back burner interests. They were never at the forefront. And so you don't want your quarterback to be thinking about branding ahead of winning. And so that, that comes the, the marketing and the branding and all of that will come with the winning. That comes organically, that comes naturally with winning. And you always keep it second. And business or third or yeah. fourth, fifth. And if you're winning, businesses will be lining up at the door to endorse you and to give you money and to have you promote their products. Right. That will all come in time. But it's evident the guys who make that their calls as opposed to the guys who make winning their calls. Yes. Very much so. Texture says, I don't think Caleb Williams can read a defense going to be number one overall pick. You might be right. And, and that's kind of to my point. Is it? Can I teach him enough to get him to read a defense? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. No, it's it. Look, they're all gambles. They're all rolls of the dice. We're we're, we're not saying that this this draft class is better than two thousand whatever. That that's not the point of the exercise. No. We're ranking them how they are. We can't rank them compared to past drafts. No, I just wanted to use this exercise as a starting point on February first as we begin to start draft conversation over the next two and a half months. Kind of an initial starting framework with that one position. That's all I was trying to establish yeah. here. Yeah. But I understand the the knocks and some of the look. They all have pros, they have cons. The, the, it, that's just the way it is. Is it going? Are, are we going to reach a point in this draft process where it's going to? There's going to be like three weeks of almost, for lack of a better term, a smear campaign on Caleb Williams. Sure, there always is, and it'll be he freelances too much. You and I talked about during the season. He would sit back there and run around in the pocket for thirty minutes. And then just launch a deep ball because that was a lot more sexier if it hit than the check down and the taking a, what's there. The eight yard out route that Lincoln Riley called for you to throw. Yeah. Like it Yeah, that that happened a lot. And it got him in a lot of trouble. And then he started playing some better defenses and it really got him in trouble. So I I, I get it. There's there's clear bus material, bus chances and opportunities with every one of these guys. Yes. But I still think Caleb Williams over, over the rest of them because of the upside. 
Now, in terms, I I think we're in agreement as to where we think stand right now for power ranking the quarterbacks. Caleb Williams one, Jaden Daniels two, Drake May three. We will have plenty of debate between Daniels versus May over the next two months. And I and I may switch. Oh, th- we have part of the exercise. I want to make sure that we have room to move and change these rankings as we go on yeah. throughout this draft process. It doesn't have to be what we put out to get today is what we're holding to until the draft is held. But I tell you, there's other three guys that we've that we talked about: Michael Penix, Bo Nix, and JJ McCarthy. I would lean Michael Penix next, but Brad, I'll be honest. If I'm looking for a quarterback in the first round, I don't know if I'm taking any of those three. I worry that we have seen everything that there is to see with Bo Nix. The good, the bad, or the indifferent. I just the is Bo ceiling Nix? has been hit. Yes, JJ McCarthy. I don't know what the ceiling is because his coach never asked him to do anything. You can't set a ceiling on him. And he was never asked to throw the ball down the field. He never had to check that box because the box was never even presented on the piece of paper. The only time he had, like, I think over 300 yards passing this year was against Purdue, but he had no touchdowns. They were just moving the football around. Yeah. I have... He's the he's the one guy I just I don't want to put an expectation on. I just don't know what to do with, with JJ McCarthy. Now, Bo Nix or Michael Penix, who would you rather have? Michael Penix. I worry about the medical with Michael Penix. That's why I don't have him. So this is a tiered thing. I don't have him in the Jane Daniels, Drake May, oh, no, the, Williams tier. There's a separator line there. There is a gap between those guys in the next, in my opinion. I just think we saw some stuff out of of Penix that we hadn't really seen this year. He he made some... Mo- that Texas game was incredible. I just feel like we have seen every single thing that Bo Nix provides on the football field. Yeah, but we may have seen everything that Penix provides True. on the field. And th- this might be... Maybe the re- the knock on... Or not the knock. May- maybe it's reversed here. Maybe the problem with Penix is he isn't going to create a lot outside of your called offense. He's not going to be able to hit much of the secondary stuff. He doesn't. He doesn't hold the ball. No, he gets out quickly. So he's not going to scramble around back there, create with his legs, and then throw darts down the field that way. That's not he, his game. He has the physical ability to do that, but you're right. That's not his game. Like, he's athletic enough to move around if he needs to in the pocket. I mean, in that Texas game, he was moving around just enough to make sure he got the ball off before he got hit. He doesn't like to wait on the secondary play to develop. Yes. Unlike the other quarterbacks, Especially Caleb Williams. Especially. Now, Caleb Williams is a different athlete than Michael Penix. But yeah. Michael Penix doesn't have the knees anymore to be that kind of athlete. But he can move around. But I just, I mean, do, do you want that? Like I said, the league is trending more and more in the direction of you've got to have a guy who makes a secondary play. You just do. Josh Allen does it all the time. Patrick Mahomes does it all the time. Lamar Jackson does it seemingly too much to a, to a degree. Except in the AFC Championship Yeah, except game. in that game. He actually was trying to stay in the pocket and, and run the offense, and he just couldn't figure out what they were, what the defense was doing. But in, in all seriousness, that's where the league is, and that's where it's trending more and more in that direction. And I don't think Penix gives you that, so this is probably not going to be a high draft pick for me. But I, I would take Penix over Knicks for a lot of the things you said. I, I don't think Knicks has. I don't think he has an NFL arm. Really. I don't think it's I don't think it's anything elite. I think it's a pretty good arm. I, I I think it is. But to your point, what he is is what he is now, and I, I don't know that there's going to be a lot of improvement in in terms of 
getting back. Is there anybody else on the radar for you that we need to discuss there? I I'm, I can't really think of any other Michael Pratt. No, nah, not really, not really a big Michael Pratt guy. I uh, was a year ago. <laughs> not as much now. No. All right. I, I think I think that coming back to Tulane actually did him a disservice. Oh, okay. in, in terms of NFL draft projections and things like that, I think it was the right move for him on a college standpoint to go back to Tulane, uh, you know, run Willie Fritz's thing one more time and keep the thing going. But I don't think he's as hot of a commodity in terms of league circles as he was a year ago. All right. In the world of college basketball yesterday, Alabama knocked off Georgia 85-76, John. The Bulldogs starting to show some signs of wear and tear here through a long season that it's hard when you're this young and you don't have a lot of experience that you're just you're going to lose some games like this. Sure. Plus, I, Alabama's playing out of their minds well right now. They're also, the best team uh, in the SEC. Right not, now. Play, not named South Carolina. Standing, standings-wise. Standings-wise. Oh, okay, standings-wise, yeah. They're the best team in the SEC right now. They're, and they're playing really well. Really well. Uh, Purdue knocked off Northwestern 105-96 to in overtime last night. Did you see some of the, the foul calls on the Northwestern center as he was trying to guard Edie? <laughs> yeah. What, I mean, what are you supposed to do? What would that officiating crew from last Saturday do in that situation? That's a great question. Uh, Edie had 30-15. and 15. That's impressive numbers. But Baylor, hey, it, do, it doesn't matter, though, when they lose to a 15 seed in March. I explained to my son. We, I educated my son this morning on the way to school, John. We had deep conversations about how you fill out a bracket in March. And one of the golden rules was don't pick a Big Ten team. Whatever you do, do not pick a big team to win it. And make sure you have Purdue going out as early as humanly possible. Even if that's a 16 seed. Who cares? That's you got a better do. chance. <laughs> They're nothing if they are not consistent, and I applaud consistency in sports. Fair enough there. Baylor won beat uh, UCF last night. That was a good win. Uh, my, my son's getting on the Baylor train. That's his bandwagon team right now. He says, watch out. Ah, uh, the says, apple doesn't fall far from the tree. He says, watch out for Baylor in the tournament. He's already calling it now. <laughs> Love this. I'll also explain to him, don't pick Rick Barnes in March. Pick him in January and February. But March, you draw the line. So you're not going to let him learn that one on his own? No, nope, I'm going to I'm going to make sure he understands the uh, the message. Okay. Virginia 65, Notre Dame 53. The Who's coming to Little John on Saturday. Playing well. They're playing well. It helps the Tigers played on Tuesday and they played on Wednesday. It that does. I agree. Furman knocked off the Citadel 82-79 yesterday in overtime. Did you see the? Uh, I saw it last night on Twitter. The um, Trying to blank on the young man's name. Yeah, Wofford, who, who hit the buzzer beater to send him into the tournament last year and, and do all those things. Uh, yeah. Piggies? Pigs, how you say his name? Yeah. Yeah, he uh, drilled one there to send him into overtime down the Citadel. Nice. Broke the hearts of all the cadets in attendance. Pittsburgh 77, Wake 72. Will's coming off of the Deeks as well. Yeah, they're struggling right now. Coming back down to Tough times at Winston. Florida pulls off the upset over Kentucky 94-91 in OT. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Thanks to Daniel Shoy for his contributions. Thank you for listening. Come up next, Out of Bounds. Have a great day. Take care. Talk to you again on Friday. WCCP-FM 105.5. Clemson, Greenville-Anderson. WAHT.